Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today, the RV is headed to Edmonds, Washington, to speak with Brad Milhart. Brad is a developmental coach, author, and teacher. His latest book is entitled The Peaceful Man, and it's out now. So, Brad, welcome to the RV. Thank you, Lucia. Glad to be here. Yes, yeah, my pleasure, Brad. It's a long way from here to Washington, but I think our travel will be very comfortable. Sounds great to me. So, Brad, you are originally from British Columbia, Canada. That's correct. And now live in the West Coast of the U.S. So what brought you to the United States? Originally, it was for a job and it was... I've been in the United States for going on 24 years, and I thought I was just going to be here for a year, maybe two years to do this job. And then, of course, I would move back to Canada, I figured at the time. And then, you know, life just kind of happened. And I see that every year you and your wife make a journey to France. That is true. It's clear to see that friends holds a special place in both of your hearts. So can you share with us what is about friends that you find enchanting? Mm. Well, first of all, just simply my, my wife is from Paris. And so the, in a sense, the primary reason we go there is to visit her family. Mm -hmm. And I've I've gone there so many times. I I really have come to really like Paris and really like France. And uh, I'm I I I study. I I learn to speak French. I'm gonna say I'm very functional in French. I wouldn't call myself quite fluent, but I'm aspiring towards that, and I, I keep working on it almost every day. French is difficult. Even though I speak a Latin language, for me, French is kind of tricky. I, I agree. I think French is tricky. There's so many words that sound the same. They're completely different words. There's times when I ask my wife, I heard this person say this, and it didn't make any sense. She's like, oh, well... That's exactly what they said, except the words that I understood were were not the words that, that they were actually representing with the sounds they made, even though they had exactly the same sounds. So, yeah. Brad, you've published a book entitled The Peaceful Man. Yes. Why, Brad, did you decide to write this book? In my adolescence... I I was severely bullied physically when I was 13 years old. And the only way I, I, I found to lessen the violence was actually to become, to learn to be violent myself in response to fight back. And 
in a sense, in, in experiencing this violence, being capable of violence actually became very important to me as an adolescent. It seemed to me the only way that I could be safe in the world was to be capable of violence and to be willing to use violence. And with that orientation, and perhaps just being an adolescent male, I encountered a fair amount of violence through my teenage years and even somewhat into my early 20s. And in a sense, this all seemed normal to me. This was just the way the world is. Yes. But through my adulthood, more and more, I realized how deeply I was impacted by the violence that I encountered, how much trauma I actually carried with me, how much, how, how I was affected, how, how I had anxiety, etc., as a result of the violence that I experienced and this, the, the way that I learned to perceive the world. And this led me to, to do a, a lot of healing work for myself to go on quite a journey. And through that, I realized how, how deeply affected many men, maybe even most men are by the, male-on-male -male violence that they have experienced. And it came, it came to seem to me as a very important issue in the world. If I think if we want to have a more, a more peaceful world for everybody, for all life on the planet, really, men doing their healing work to resolve their trauma from male-on-male -male violence is essential and especially to lessen male on male violence which i think will then lessen violence against everybody in some sense i think all, working on almost any issue in isolation without some attention on male on male violence is actually not going to get us very far because these cycles of violence male on male violence they keep happening they keep uh, propagating trauma and I also think there's very little attention on this as an issue. Mm -hmm. And that in our culture, yeah. violence is so pervasive and so acceptable yeah. that a lot of men don't even realize how they've been impacted by violence and don't even don't see the need or are not inclined to do their healing work. So this is where this is where the impetus for my book came from, is seeing this need and even to just bring attention to this big issue. Yeah, exactly. And the shocking reality is that male-to-male -male violence begins at a disturbingly young age. Do we as a society accept this type of violence as normal? Well, I think that it's become somewhat less acceptable since I was an adolescent, which is great, but there's still, I still hear this, this expression, boys will be boys. And so to an extent, I still think it is somewhat acceptable and far more acceptable than it should be. And I think that's just a well, I think it's both a terrible expression and I also think it's inaccurate. I think a better 
a better version of it would be that traumatized boys will traumatize more boys. Because I do believe that, let's say, the, the boys who were bullying me, they had probably already encountered violence themselves. Somehow they had learned to not respect other others' boundaries and to violate others' bodies. They probably experienced that themselves and learned that that from other other boys at school, from parents, siblings, who who knows where, I don't know. But I believe that most boys, most men who commit violence, in a sense, are doing so because they experience that themselves. And that's where that importance of doing healing work comes in so we can break these cycles. But getting back to your question more specifically, even aside from this idea of, you know, boys will be boys and that some violence is just to be expected. And maybe that's gotten somewhat better over, you know, the past few decades or so. Still, most of our heroes in our culture are heroes because they have the capacity to be violent. Even, even the good guys are nonetheless heroes because they're capable of being violent against the bad guys. So we, we glorify violence, and in particular, male-on-male -male violence in our culture in our in our movies in our books and that i think is very universal and problematic for the messages that it sends yeah our superheroes are always fighting right and as you said this about the cycle of violence it can also perpetrate cycles of violence as those who experience violence may be more likely to engage in violent behavior themselves. Absolutely. I, I believe that. And I that's from my perspective, why do men doing their healing work is so important. And thinking about it as cycles, I think we could also kind of look at these cycles of violence going back to at least the Middle Ages, when there was horrendous violence, you know, in, in, let's say, in Europe, which then, you know, settlers brought around the world, those, those cycles of violence. And perhaps it went even went back far further than that. But that's actually from the history I know, the point we can easily go back to and say, yeah, horrendous violence in the Middle Ages, far worse than there is now. And I think in some sense, these cycles have just uh, perpetuated across generations to, you know, for us to still be experiencing these cycles here in 2023. Yeah. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
And Brad, as a man, you have the power to make a difference and to help break the cycle of violence. As a collective society, what can we all do to create a safer or and more peaceful world? What are the important things that we should tell our kids? Well, I think before we even get to what to tell kids is that as men, we need to do our own healing work. We need to resolve the trauma within ourselves so that we can break these cycles. And so I think men doing their deep inner healing work is what is more critical than in, than anything to really go deep with healing male on male violence, violence in general in our whole society. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways to engage with that healing work. I'm going to say, you know, if, if a great starting point is working with a psychotherapist, especially one who has experience working with men who have experienced and encountered male on male violence. But there's there's certainly other ways, you know, there's doing somatic work, body based practices, contemplative practices. And in some sense, I think that, you know, first of all, just becoming aware of how we've been impacted by violence is a really important starting point. I think telling our stories, sharing our stories with someone who can hear them non-judgmentally, very important as well. And then I think somatic practices, body-based practices, practices of forgiveness and compassion, those kind of can take us even deeper into our healing. And getting back to your question specifically about what do we tell our kids, I think what's even more important than what we tell our kids is how we relate to children and the example we set for them and how how peaceful are we in ourselves? How can we relate to can we relate to them from those places? And then certainly telling them, encouraging them to to find peace within themselves, to look for ways to to settle things peacefully. That's wonderful as well. And I'm going to say that is also a very complicated issue because if a child is encountering bullying, encountering violence. It can be a very difficult thing to 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 deal with without res resorting to violence. So I'm going to say there's there's not simple answers there in terms of what to tell our children. Yeah, some kids they don't tell their parents about the struggles in school. Exactly, exactly. And I it took me a long time to actually tell my parents. It was getting the bullying i was i was experiencing was getting quite severe before i told my parents about it yeah it's a pity because because i've seen many cases of bullying in the school mm. i was uh, working as a substitute teacher and what i see is that they are afraid to tell their parents their teachers because they know that it can get worse Right. It's a huge problem. And I'm going to say it's a it's a tragic problem because in many cases, you know, those children are going to carry carry trauma into adulthood. And especially as children, they may not have the resources to deal with it and it may just become the normal to them. And, 
you know, it can take years and a lot of work to work through that and resolve that if they ever even do so. So that's why I see, you know, really a deeper solution to the problem is really resolving this violence for all of society, changing the culture we live in, breaking these cycles by doing our own healing work as men, even as people, really. Mm -hmm. And your book, Peaceful Man, is nonfiction, and you tell some stories. Can you tell us a little bit about your book? Yeah, so it's broken into three parts. About the first half of the book, I share, share stories of my own encounters with violence. And I do so in the spirit of bringing from the shadows into the light these, these encounters with violence to hopefully inspire other men to become aware of their stories and share their stories. And at the end of each of my stories, I ask some questions inviting the reader to consider what similar or parallel experiences with violence they may have had. And then the second part of the book, I introduce some somatic practices. These are uh, practices of, of, bo of body awareness to become aware of the tension and patterns we hold in the body. Often when we are experiencing a traumatic incident of some type, we can go into tension and patterns in the body that we might continue to hold in the body, continue to, uh, to be stuck in for long after the trauma has occurred. And sometimes a, a, a potent part of the healing process is to become aware of these holdings and patterns in the body and to discover we have other other options than holding those tension, holding those patterns and to develop patterns and ways of being in the body that have more ease. So that's the second part of the book. And then the third part of the book introduces some contemplative practices, practices around forgiveness and compassion. I hope this book can be accessible for many people because it's important. It's a very important theme. Thank you, Lucia. I share your sentiment. I hope it reaches a lot of people and can benefit a lot of people. If it depends on the RV, this book will be all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so brad what do you hope your readers will take away from reading your book well first of all perhaps most importantly is just becoming aware of how a violence they have been involved with and realize that it wasn't just ordinary it wasn't trivial it actually impacted them uh, you know i've talked to people uh, actually a, a close friend of mine uh, I, you know, talked to him about my book and he told me, oh, you know, I actually didn't experience any violence growing up. And I was like, wow, that's unusual and, you know, fantastic. Like, that's great for you. And then he read my book and then said, oh, well, you know, I, I never really thought about it before, but there was this incident and this incident and this incident. And 
you know, in, in the scheme of things, they were certainly not the most severe violence that 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 people encountered, nowhere near that, relatively mild in the scheme of things, and yet also not entirely insignificant. So these are, you know, that's one impact that I hope it will have. And then um, beyond that, also just, well, hopefully starting men on their healing journeys of resolving their trauma and hopefully even inspiring them to go deeper with their healing work and to really engage with that. In a sense, that is my overall intention is really to get men engaged with healing work, whether it's through my book or whatever other way, to really do their healing work, see the importance of doing that and and really commit to that and, and engage with it. Thank you. And I would like to know if you are currently working on anything that would like to share with us. I'm not currently working on a, another book. I do have I do have a couple of ideas for other books, which may uh, I, I may work on at some point. One tangentially related and one totally different topic. I'm not ready to share about those yet because they are kind of on the horizon. Right now, my focus is really getting this book out to out to the world and, and sharing about it. Wonderful. And where can our listeners find you and your book online, please? The easiest way to do so is my website, peacefulmanbook.com. Mm -hmm. So, Brad, you will be also featured in our magazine, The Relatable Voice. Wonderful. We are inviting you to write an article about it, and we'll be super happy to spread the word about your work, your book, and our listeners will be able to learn a little bit more about you and to see, to check your website, your book cover, and anything else. That sounds fantastic, Lucia. So thank you very much. And it was thank a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you, Lucia. I've enjoyed this ride in your RV. And it's been a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. Likewise. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.